Welcome to Infinitely Rational, where we discuss the real eccentric and complex history of mathematics. Brought to you by Mathematical Expressions. I'm your host, Natalie, the resident math nerd. And I'm Kay, your researcher of weird things. In this episode, we'll answer the following questions. How do you evade those pesky portrait painters? How do you balance being a lover and a fighter? What do either of these have to do with math? Let's find out. So we started talking about Cardano in our last episode. Let's pick back up with the man himself. What was he like? So in his autobiography, Cardano gives probably the most unforgiving self-description anyone has ever given of themselves. (laughs) Yes, he says that he's so vague looking that painters can't even characterize him. That's pretty intense. (laughs) Can you imagine though, like in this era of social media, where you can capture yourself with a click. He's, he's invisible. <laughs> it's like, where's Waldo every time he takes a selfie? <laughs> anyway, so there's a whole gorgeous, detailed chapter dedicated to exact, to this, to because what he looks like. Because of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to just go over, I think, the most important parts. So to start with, he was of medium height with short feet that were so wide he actually needed custom-made shoes Mm -hmm. he also had a thick right hand with dangling fingers and i cannot tell you how much he hated his right hand and complained about it (laughs) however luckily his left hand was truly beautiful it had long tapering fingers and shining nails i think he said it was like a pianist's so so we've got we've got jekyll and hyde here Right? I mean, just in the hands. So what about his face, right? So his eyes were small, and he says they seemed half closed unless he was looking at something really specific. I love this one the best. He had a shrill, harsh voice, but people can't hear him when he's lecturing. Also, he couldn't be bothered to get better at speaking, (laughs) but he still talked way too much much more than he should have which i guess is kind of like me i think i have (laughs) a shrill harsh voice and i also talk a lot i don't know if that's exactly you but regardless there's a tolerance close let's let's put some distance between the two of you he stuttered okay well you know i'm surprised he didn't blame his dad for the condition same he also had (laughs) apparently he had a growth over one eye he says it's like a, a wart like a small lentil and but you know you really couldn't notice it he just felt it was still really important to catalog you know i love that he as you say catalogs all of this because in it's kind of like in hitchhiker's guide where they classify earth as harmless and then <laughs> they do a revised edition to hitchhiker's guide and then they say it's mostly harmless pretty much yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he pretty much says, like, it's really important that I I give you all of the details so you get a full picture of what I, right? Not just the tumultuous features, (laughs) but all of his features. So That way we can weigh in for ourselves. Correct. So at the time of writing his autobiography, Uh he's bald near his temples, but Uh otherwise he has blonde hair and it's blonde kind of. mm -hmm. Wait, 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 wait. What happened to these luscious black curls that strangled him at birth? Is his hair straight now? Because I feel betrayed. And, <laughs> but in the interest of transparency, I was born with blonde straight hair. And now I have 
brown luscious i don't believe curls. you just I like really i was. didn't believe him i'm you could scarcely believe it i could scarcely believe it i just don't understand i'm gonna show you a picture well regardless he had he had that this, will not make it to the website though he had clear. his blonde blonde hair fair balding hair i guess <laughs> both kind of on the top of his head other than where he was balding and his beard uh <sighs> i'm glad your hair didn't strangle you by no. the way because apparently, you know, he did. Uh, but well, hair, curly hair is treacherous. We already discussed it. <laughs> it is treacherous. Um, he. So let's talk. We know now his grooming, mm-hmm. right? His hair. We know uh, what his facial features mm-hmm. kind of looked like. Let's talk about his dress. Clothes! Yes. So he felt that all any man needed were four suits. Because with those four suits, you can make any combination of outfits. You know, I feel that. We talked about, I can't remember, what was it, Pythagoras, where it's like, wear the same thing and all that. Mm-hmm. But I feel the same way. Um, <laughs> I know I buy a lot of fun t-shirts from Tee Public, but, and, but I've kind of, that's become my uniform. It's like some kind of jeans, Tee Public shirt. See, and I'm the other way. I kind of, I would love to have an outfit for every day of the semester. <laughs> Something totally different each and every time. Anyway, that's just, just my organized self. Anyway, so he said that in addition to his his. Gorgeous four suits sure, that sure. he wore. He would go around in these. He would. He was dapper Dumbledore. Pretty much. He he said that even at rest, mm-hmm. he would move his hands and feet restlessly with his thoughts. Same friend. I can see you're swinging your foot back yeah. and forth right now. Do you see? I am him reincarnated. <laughs> I knew I was part Italian. Let me go pull out my 23andMe report. Or maybe this is a mathematician thing because remember, Erdish did a lot of pacing around and running into walls and things. <laughs> so maybe it's just a spectrum of nervous twitching. <laughs> maybe. Okay. So I do agree that you he's probably your spirit animal. <laughs> I, I think that I'll you could take it. Yeah, you could. I know you're into meditation now, so you could do some <laughs> meditating and reach out to him. I will try. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not having a seance. <laughs> no, he's your spirit guide. <laughs> so when you have a question, you could reach. No, no never mind. No, it's no, not a good undo, idea. Yeah. Bad idea. No, probably a bad idea. He's, <laughs> he's not the wisest person I've ever read about. Anyway, so if you do, though, reach out to him, uh-huh. what you. I mean, based on his description, uh-huh. what you could expect to see would be a man with a troll-like right hand uh-huh. and a penis left hand right, right. and duck feet <laughs> and a swan-like neck and pouty lip what? and a bean-shaped ward over one eye near his blonde balding hair. And of course, his stuttering voice like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard. You are the queen of summarizing stuff like this. I mean, also, what is it? You know, th- that creature where it's made up of different parts of an animal, the kind Mira? Oh, okay. That's where you were chi- going. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is a chimera. I agree. Or like that that Daffy Duck episode where the witch turns yes. him into that weird creature. Yes, where he's got the flower petals. Yes. Uh huh. Exactly. That's exactly how I picture Cardano. Daffy in Math Magic Land. Right? So, listeners, if this seems like a lot of detail about his appearance, I'm here to tell you that this is the abridged version. He goes actually in his autobiography into details about his beard thickness, the shape of his head, which is, I think, a whole paragraph, Uh, the swellings in his throat, which he tells us who in his family he inherited that from, and so on and so forth. And you had a field day with all of these details. It was really hard to choose. How do we narrow it down? But so now that we know what he looks like and his family situation... 
let's talk about his drama, tumultuous-filled life. This is so exciting. Okay, so he starts off other than his birth. Mm -hmm. That was agreed a tumultuous event, right? Sure. Lovecraftian. With wine and vinegar. Yes. (laughs) He's he's well-seasoned at this point. So he grew up mostly normal, Mm -hmm. other than he says he was occasionally unjustly whipped by both parents. You know, I don't know what kid would not say that. As I was reading that, I was like, I have been unjustly whipped at some point (laughs) by parents. And he, well, and there's evidence to support that, right? Because he says after seven, they really didn't do this anymore except when he really deserved it. Well, at least he's willing to acquiesce that he deserved an occasional beating. Right. So it probably was just him being an annoying kid. Yeah. Another thing (laughs) that he used to say was that his dad dragged him around to constant exertions, <laughs> despite what he calls his frail little body. And as I read this, I was like, oh, my God, the poor little guy had a little frail little body. Like, I feel so bad no, for you. No, see, and I read it totally different. So he doesn't say what the exertions were. So what I'm picturing is running errands. <laughs> so, you know, when you're a kid and you get dragged to, like, the department of motor vehicles or you have to go to the grocery store or other things you don't want to do when you're a child. You just want to <laughs> hang out and play. Anyway... Uh, so that's what I'm picturing. So he's just a complainer at this point, And he's whining. And that's why he gets his occasional <laughs> whippings. <laughs> anyway, his dad stubbornly insists on it, despite his frail little body. I don't know why he... W- Listen, you just agreed that this man was my spiritual spirit animal. Mm-hmm. So my spiritual advisor, as it were. <laughs> and like the way I read it was, oh, the poor guy. So I just kind of feel like the guy should just leave him alone. Like, let him let him go play his game or whatever he's going to do. Well, but actually, he doesn't blame his father, even though he uses constant exertions <laughs> and pretty much says this dude won't leave me alone. He he says he thinks that all of being dragged around like this was divinely intended. Man, you know, I wish I had realized at a young age that being bored at like a hair salon <laughs> or the grocery store or whatever was all part of a divine it plan for me. It was meant to be. That... That would have been awesome. It was needed. So anyway, uh, what did he do as a kid, right? What were Mm -hmm. his interests? So his father really wanted him to study law or medicine, and they argued about it. Again, math is the rebel of academics. Psychological thriller. Absolutely. And... In addition to his studies, he he was involved in other curricular activities that or extracurricular <laughs> activities uh, that shows he was a little bit of a rebel as okay. well. Like so what? at twelve, he sets off a rocket full of gunpowder, and <laughs> not only like does, you do, yeah, like you do. Um, which you know you would think at the time the chances of hitting someone would be you know zero to nil, <laughs> but he doesn't. He nails the wife of a, a well-respected <laughs> musician. And by the way, as an aside, again, as as a researcher, I have to say this fact, this particular fact of getting nailed with a rocket full of gunpowder <laughs> is plopped for no reason whatsoever between two paragraphs about his work life. <laughs> it is in his chapter about dishonors, so I guess it fits, but... He does this literally all the time throughout the whole book. I'm constantly like, I'm following, I'm following, I'm following. What the heck? I mean, he is the OG <laughs> Tolkien. Yeah, it's true. He really did need an editor just like Tolkien needed one. At the Cardinal House of Fashion, we specialize in swathing the fiercest of forms. We have a wingtips for wide gosling feet and cashmere scarves 
for those swan-like snacks. And the best part, you'll only need four suits. From there, we can make you any number of ensembles to enhance your unique style. We even know how to minimize those pisky bean-shaped words and unsightly troll hands. Say buongiorno to our expert fashionistas today. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit more about this in just a minute, but he was always sick, right? But even so, even though he was always sick, he has a whole chapter called Sports and Exercises. You know I would be all up in that chapter. Yeah, but I, I love working out. Yes, but I've taken it upon myself to rename his uh-huh. chapter. Do it. My training as a vigilante. That would fit in so much better with the rest of the avenging of my son and oh, all yeah. this mess. Oh, yeah. So approved. L- 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 I sign thank off. Thank you. It. I'm so glad you approve of my <laughs> revised edition of the book of my life. <laughs> so let's take a look about uh, at his training as a as a as vigilante. A vigilante. So he really loves swordsmanship. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really loved swordsmanship, and then it extended out into daggers and knives and spears and lance, anything pointy and sharp. Well, perhaps because you know they didn't they have duels in those days. Oh, I'm sure. So you know. Who wouldn't want to learn those things? But also, as a kid, he would mount a wooden horse with a dashing cloak (laughs) and a sword on his hip. Adorable, right? Yes. Can you not just see this? Super cute. Less adorably, though, as a young man, he learned how to grab a dagger from someone barehanded. What? Okay, so forget snatching a pebble from Sensei's hands. (laughs) He's actually snatching daggers barefisted from people. The original Miyagi-Do, probably. <laughs> but I guess since it's a dagger, I just feel like it would be more Cobra Kai. But Definitely also more still, Cobra Kai. Like, there's still an element of, you know, balance and stuff. So my prediction for season three of Cobra Kai is that they team up. So he would be part of Miyagi-Kai. Wow. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, listeners. Mm-hmm. Prediction on the books. <laughs> we'll see if he really is your spirit Cross animal. your fingers. And if it comes through. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, he was going around just snatching daggers out of people's because you know you might need it someday. But keep an arsenal of daggers. In addition, it's like you know, it's like an umbrella. Everywhere you go, you have to have. One. I want one in my car, my purse, my office, my. Home. Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. What if it rains? You just need to be able to grab it off someone. <laughs> you want to be able to snatch someone's umbrella from them and just run. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> So <laughs> with his amazing ability to wield anything sharp and also sure. to grab sharp things out of people's <laughs> hands, he'd actually prowl around the cities at night. <laughs> Which, by the way, he said that the Duke himself said, don't do this. I guess there was a curfew or something. What? Or I don't know if he was personally told, no, you personally don't do this. Uh-huh. But either way, he said, in defiance of the Duke, he would oh prowl gosh. around <laughs> armed <laughs> with his cloak on. Not just a cloak, but he'd wear a black woolen hood to hide his face. And he'd wear (laughs) shoes of sheep pelts. I can only guess to be quiet. But anyway, so he's like a sickly Batman. I mean, but you're not wrong because he concealed his features. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It doesn't even say what he was doing. Just that he was creeping around. Also, listen, I really want to pause here to appreciate your use of the word prowl. It is one (laughs) of my favorite words. And like. Four people have said it to me recently, and I just love it every single time. It really is a good word. Although I can't 
you know, I might actually be lifting that straight from him. Really? Oh, yeah. No. He I is. Mean, his I language him. is, is all. Me. Yeah. He definitely. No, he loves a good adjective, <laughs> verb, noun. Prowl. I mean, he, he's got a thesaurus of dramatic words. <laughs> so anyway, so he'd prowl That's around. That's his next book. <laughs> but, you know, he didn't just prowl about being a vigilante, mm-hmm. doing whatever it was he was doing with his knives and swords and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. Some days he was a lover, not a fighter. And some days he'd prowl around, but rather than wielding sharp objects, he would wield his musical instruments and serenade all what? night long. Yeah, he'd just <laughs> roam around serenade. You know, people were probably throwing things at him. They mu- with his sharp, with his with his shrill voice. <laughs> like nails on it <laughs> with a stutter. <laughs> with his duck feet. Just roaming pouty around, lip, though, with pouty his pouty lip. lip, just roaming around in his four suit. Like, oh, there's Cardano. He's there's Cardano in suit number four tonight. <laughs> does he have a knife or does he have a loot? <laughs> Either way, throw things at him. Get him to go away. It's probably why he got sick. Probably. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Let's switch gears from his from his vigilanteism. Or loverism. Right. It, well, it doesn't Unclear. say he won any, anyone over with it. That's he just, true. What? He just so rolled around singing He's just her. on this. Yeah. He's like the bard from uh, from Witcher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people definitely respond the same way they respond to him at first. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about his sicknesses, shall we? Let's shall. They're, they are many. I can't wait. So they're a legion, really. <laughs> so he had enough illnesses to fill an entire chapter. And also, I would say, I mean, if I just had to guess roughly, I'd say there's at least four sentences in every chapter dedicated to his illness. Just everywhere. Yeah, in addition to the chapter. So he, he feels the need to go back and refer to them <laughs> throughout other chapters. So he had enough illnesses mm-hmm. to fill this chapter. So let's start with the first one of the first ones, let's right? Go. We're just going to summarize a few of them because there are just so many. Also, The Book of My Life by Girolamo Cardano, if you're interested in learning all the rest of them. Right, right. Please do check it out. Or you might see it under the name Jerome Cardin because yes. that's the translation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to do that to his name. <laughs> Jerome Cardin? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how I picture the translator saying it as they wrote it down. Okay, so as a kid, right, Mm -hmm. our young Batman, he got dysentery and fever. (laughs) He adds that he also ate a a quantity of green grapes. Pause for a second here, because essentially Mm -hmm. the plague is here. It's awful. But what's even awfuler is that I ate underripe grapes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was my first thought when I read this. But then I got to thinking, green grapes are a thing. They are. So I decided that I was like, is it that they were underripe? Or was he actually eating green grapes, which he thought to be gross? Mm -hmm. So then I thought, well, let me Google white wine and see kind of when that originated, because would it be accepted as a sanctioned grape? (laughs) And so apparently white wine um, wasn't orig- it didn't come about until the 17th century. Mm-hmm. So since he was in the 16th century, maybe this was why he was complaining. I don't know. I mean, he does. I, I really don't know. In fact, I'm proud of you. You've done more research into that than I. I just skimmed over it. I was like, <laughs> why is he talking about grapes along with dysentery? I'm his spirit uh, animal. <laughs> it just doesn't make any or sense. Or vice versa. But you're right. It is exactly presented that way. You know, I got... 
dysentery. I got fever. Also, I ate green grapes. (laughs) (laughs) So my tummy was upset. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I imagine he, I imagine that he, uh, he ate the green grapes because you know how kids are. They're just forever putting things in their mouths. So he probably just saw it, popped it in, and that was that. Anyway, as he's recovering Uh from these bouts of, you know, tummy upset, whatever was going on, he, I don't know if you're ready for this. Tell me. I'm I'm sitting down. I'm ready. So, he, again, still recovering. Uh-huh. His poor, frail little body, as you put it. Yes, yes. the poor little guy. Right. Oh, my gosh. So, I guess his father's about to drag him somewhere. Constant exertions. He he falls down the stairs. Oh, my God. What? I know. He, and that's not enough, because this is Cardano. He falls down the stairs with a hammer. <laughs> With a hammer. Clearly, he was not using handrails. <laughs> Safety first, Cardano. First of all, what was he even doing running up and down the stairs with or without a hammer while he's recovering from dysentery? Uh, no idea. No idea at all. But Can, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Have you ever fallen down the stairs? Many times. Are you serious? Usually up the stairs more than down, actually. Okay, because... No, I mean, I have fallen down the stairs. Like, I tumbled. <laughs> oh, no. And... As I tumbled, I was laughing because I was imagining the view that people saw. So you look like a crazy person, <laughs> is what you're I saying. I also had, so in Belize, we have these things called meat pies, and they're delicious, and I love them, and it was lunchtime, and I was eating one, so me and the meat pie tumbled, oh, and I got it no. all over me. That's disgusting. <laughs> no, I've never had a full-on fall was, down the stairs. I think I was eight. So you were probably right. I mean, oh, really, I'm, if I'm you have a parallel. Me, yes, yes. See? It's amazing. We're finding all of these connections we between are, the two of you. I am him reincarnated. I, I'm starting to believe that's true. <laughs> so whatever the reason he had to be prancing up and down the stairs <laughs> with this hammer. First he prowls, now he prances. I, I just don't know what else to say. Whatever the reason. Mm-hmm. It was pretty serious because he had the scar from it all of his oh life, he gosh. said. Even when writing the autobiography, which is very late in his life, he still carried the scar with him of this incident. <laughs> also, as he's getting over this, you know, he decides to just chill on his stoop one day. Mm-hmm. and Right as- where nothing bad could possibly nothing happen. Bad, nothing No stair. Well, they're stairs, but he's sitting on them. Yes. No hammer. Nothing too dangerous, <laughs> right? right? And so as he says, a stone comes hurtling down from the top of the house adjoining theirs and hits him again in the head. Whap! This is so true. So listeners, again, to put this in perspective, dysentery, Uh green grapes, always a bad thing. Then the stairs, the fall down the stairs with a hammer. By the way, I know how much you love handrails. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm very, again, right? (laughs) We all know how clumsy I am. And my husband is forever yelling at me to use handrails. (laughs) Probably because he's sick of me tripping up or downstairs. Anyway, so he's just as he's recovering from each of these things. Look at him. The poor guy is sitting here like, I'm just going to sit here Mm -hmm. on the stoop, minding my own business. And a stone comes hurtling down at him. I hurtling. Although I have to wonder, is this before or after his serenading? Because maybe it's just his neighbor's like, oh, guy, he's going to sing again. Throw something at him. <laughs> Get him to go away. <laughs> anyway, so it comes hurtling down at him. Uh-huh. But luckily, luckily, 
He said his hair was really thick on that side, oh, so I guess so he was, it was okay. his black luscious curls still. Yeah, probably so. Fickle hair. Mm. First, it tries to strangle him. Then it saves him. You know what, though? Maybe that was the reason his hair was like, nah, dude, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> he used me up. <laughs> you, it's like a genie with three wishes. Yes. Gotta so be. So true. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, regardless, they clearly something was afoot in this house. All these mishaps, uh-huh. right? So his family, not because of this, but it just so happens, <laughs> they move away at the same point. Thank goodness, because clearly the house was cursed or something. I don't know. Well, you know... I would be inclined to agree with you because of all the things that happened uh-huh. there. But I really think he's the cursed one. If you read through his biography, you'd be convinced he spent most of his life either ill or injured in some way. No, you know what? His guardian angel was like Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> he's just, just, is he just drop? He's just down on the job. Yeah, he's just like, he tries real hard. It's just not working out. <laughs> he's just not very good at it. <laughs> but you know, he really gets into his ailments. Cardano? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Th- yeah, they're sprinkled through the whole book, not just listed in the chapter, like we said. And then and it, he gets, like, excited and conspiratorial. Like, he actually believes more than once he was poisoned. Oh, yeah. In fairness, though, I've wondered that myself at times. No, like, you haven't. I, I'm like, I wonder, will I be poisoned? So every time you have, like, a little sniffle from an allergy, you're like, poison. 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 Who, who's against <laughs> me? Someone did this. <laughs> Well, you know, it, he actually had a reason <laughs> to believe he might be poisoned. Uh-huh. So uh, Cardano actually says his uncle died of poisoning and his father was... See? <laughs> yeah. Well, and his father was poisoned not once, but twice. Okay. So remember, we said we would reveal how he lost his teeth. Uh-huh. Yeah, poison. poison. <laughs> That's, yeah, he didn't die from the poisoning, but he did lose all his teeth. Poisoning was a real thing back in those times. I guess That's so. why like people like the Pope and stuff had little people to test their food to make sure because they were too important to die. <laughs> I guess so. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, his biography would make you believe that everyone was being poisoned at every moment. You know, so I was watching uh, Borgia on Netflix, like, I don't know, a few years ago. And wait, was it Borgia? I can't remember. It was Borgia or it may have been the Medici, whichever one, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But one of them had the, it had to be Borgia, the Pope, and he had this taste tester. And so unbeknownst to him, there was this side plot where one of the cardinals was like training someone to like be able to ingest the poison and live. Oh my God. So that he could- Oh, like a snake bite uh-huh. thing. Yes, like just like that. You get accustomed to the venom. Exactly, exactly correct. <laughs> so, you know- poison was a otherwise thing. you have a lot of turnover right <laughs> <laughs> just when you have one trained really well to eat your food then all of a sudden you have to train a new one well but no see the they were trying to kill the pope oh that's true that's so true. that's why they were doing the thing on the side because gotcha. they were like oh i ate the food and i'm still alive you pope you eat the food and then the pope <laughs> would eat it and he got poisoned it was borgia it was sounds the like borgia an pope. agatha christie novel man Intense. history's amazing so while his father lost his teeth due to poisoning, uh-huh. Cardano did not lose his teeth due to poisoning. He just says he started losing them in, and very specifically, in 1563. Very specific. So he's stuttering and he loses his teeth just exactly like his dad. Oh, yeah. At, at the time of his autobiography, he only had 14 good teeth left. And then he says he has a weak one, but it continued to do its share. 
So he figured it would last a while. It doesn't share. Super important to note. I really wanted to know what was going on in this man's mouth. That was my first question. When I opened the book, I thought, but will, will he, tell, he me, tell us? Yeah, will he tell me when he began to lose his teeth? <laughs> how many teeth he has while he's writing his autobiography and the strength of those teeth? It was really, it, everyone wanted to know. So like his teeth, he had a variety of other illnesses and accidents that he, again, goes into great detail. So let's just run through a few, shall we? Let's. Okay. So he had gout. He had congenital palpitations of the heart. Mm -hmm. He had hemorrhoids and hernias. He had... He had an extraordinary discharge of urine. Yes, <laughs> that is how he phrases it. I nearly stopped reading the autobiography at that point. I'm so glad you didn't. But how how does one define an extraordinary discharge? Also, who in the world did he get to publish this book? Right. Well, he's very specific, actually. <laughs> and he says that he gave anywhere from 60 to 100 ounces in a single day. He gave. Correct. He gave it up. Here is a present yes. for you. I have to wonder, did he use a hydroscope to measure it? He would be friends with that student of Hypatia's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But wait, for real, like, what's a normal amount? I don't want that to be in my Google searches. Like, 60 to 100 is oh, that? Oh, no. See, that's what incognito Ooh, mode is for. True that, true that. Anyway, so this extraordinary discharge of urine continued through the end of his life. <laughs> really important to note. Very, very specific. I could scarcely believe it. Yes. So in addition to this, you'd think all he did, he'd be in the restroom all day. Right. Right. So he was sleepless a lot, too. In because he was in the restroom, right. has to be. Well, but it was weird. His sleeplessness was almost cyclical. Uh -huh. He would be sleepless for eight days at a time <laughs> in each season, and it would what? never skip a year. <laughs> also, also, at 11, he was bitten by a small furry dog. <laughs> That's how it's described, a small furry dog. He was bitten Not by... Not that tumultuous. Mm -mm. Like, you know, my sweet little angel dog <laughs> right. here, except he would never bite anyone. But uh, so he's bitten by a small furry dog. And he says not only was he exposed to all sorts of rabies, right. <laughs> but if he had been an old man at the time, he surely would have died of fright. What? No, you can't just say something like that. <laughs> you can't just say, oh, this small furry dog bit me. It wasn't that big of a deal, but I could have gotten rabies. And if I had been old, definitely I would have <laughs> All died. All sorts of rabies. All sorts, the various kinds of rabies that I could have been exposed to. <laughs> anyway, so that's a lot of illnesses, yeah? Yeah. Tumultuous oh, events. No, no, not that no? tumultuous, actually. Those are what he considers his small illnesses. So <laughs> next episode we can talk about his more serious illnesses. Oh boy. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Infinitely Irrational. For more fun, the research and math behind this episode, visit us on the web at www.infinitelyirrational.com. This episode was edited by Mathematical Expressions. This episode was written and narrated by Mathematical Expressions and Kay. Research for this episode was compiled by Kay. See you next time. <laughs>